hoochie coochie got me like the first time I heard Alan Jackson Chattahoochee. I was never the same again. I'm a lifelong fan. Yes, I am. Baby, I love you like I love country music. You give me eyes. I can look that play all day long. Welcome back. Living the Good Life show here live in Dallas, Texas. Of course, as everyone knows, heard coast to coast around this great country of ours. And uh, we're having a lot of fun. I mean, this is, uh, this is what it's all about, ladies and gentlemen, as we continue to talk about the pennant stretch. We've got uh, week one of the NFL coming up, which I am very excited about. But before we get into all that great sports coverage, we're going to bring on a dear friend of ours who's been on the show before, someone who's uh, always busy and uh, someone who needs no introduction. Eric Layden himself, great actor, joins the show. Mr. Layden, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm really good, Adam. Yeah, (laughs) It's good to see you. And we actually have you on camera, which is really cool. And, of course, for all of our radio listeners around the country, uh, you'll be able to find this uh, later on. Um, But, man, first of all, good to have you with us. It's good to see you. You're in San Diego? I'm in San Diego now. I moved uh, a couple years ago from uh, from L.A. And, uh, yeah, loving it out here. Playing a lot more golf, enjoying the beach. (laughs) Family's happy. So happy wife, happy life. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Um, well, you, if, if I've always had a lot of fun when you've been on the show because we could talk a lot of sports. You're a big golfer as, as, uh, we've talked about in the past. Um, but you also have had a really fun career. I think you've done a lot of different things. Um, as far as characters are concerned, we always like talking to actors, especially on the show over the years, because, um, one for the for some reason everyone that we talk to is in the golf they love sports um, but when we talk about like your career as an example um, I find it really interesting because I feel like you've done so many different things you know you've played like uh, the soldier or you know the reporter um, whatever it might be I mean you've been in so many different and great series it's hard to like probably cherry pick which one you've had like the most fun at, cause I'm sure you've had great success in everything. But, um, I guess as of recently, like talk about some, your television career, cause you've had such great experience. You've worked with some of the great best actors out there. Um, but where have you had like the most fun as of, you know, late, um, you know, uh, well, appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate the kind words. I, I take a lot of, uh, pride in being able to, um, and I've played characters that are extremely different from one another. Yeah. I think it's one of the treats of being a character actor. Uh, you know, I was never going to get pegged as like the hot guy leading man. So in order to like live the life of a character actor, I kind of had to embrace that. And, and I did, and I, and I've loved it. So, you know, b- being able to go from, you know, um, doing a lot of period stuff and white collar and, uh, you know, waspy and madmen to, you know, a Navy SEAL who's a wild man in six. Uh, those kind of things have always been uh, not only a challenge, but something that I, I really relish. Um, I, I would say, I don't know if it's totally answering your question, but the most fun I ever had on a television series was a short-lived series called The Brink. Uh, the Brink was on HBO. It only lasted a season, unfortunately, because of, well, we had a producer that died. 
Um, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, Jack Black and Tim Robbins and Pablo Schreiber, who's a, a buddy of mine and just an all-star cast, Asif Mondi, Maribeth Monroe. And it was incredible because I don't get to do a ton of comedy. I love comedy. I loved working with Jay Roach who directed it and the Benabibs who wrote it. Uh, but to go to every, every day to go to work and just laugh yeah. and, you know, uh, have fun is such a treat and it's so different than your work day when you're playing J Edgar Hoover on boardwalk empire or, you know, so it's, you know, you come home much lighter, uh, still exhausted, but, uh, you know, after laughing like that, it's, it's a treat. That's, you know, and that's really cool. That's really great to hear. I'm curious though, when you have, when you, when you work as much as you do, how often do you find time for yourself whether it is to go play a quick nine and go to the range, you got to do something for yourself, right? In the middle of shooting. I do. I mean, it's as busy as it seems like I am. I always, I, I have time. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that like, I feel like I could always be busier. I always want to be busier. Um, you know, that such is the life of an actor, but you know, I was just shooting in Hawaii for a couple of weeks and I took my sticks with me. And on days that I wasn't shooting, I was able to get out and play. Uh, I, you know, I live close by to, to my home course, so I can sneak out for nine or an hour on the range here or there. Um, but yeah, I mean, in terms of the busyness of work, I, I would, I would take that over the golf, you know, all, all day, just because I love so much what I do. You um, have done both, obviously, film, television. Um, one thing I've always uh, asked our guests, I mean, how different is it between doing television versus doing a film? I feel like a film, you know, it's like what? Done in like a, a month sometimes, if that, and then it's over with. But with TV, it could go on, especially if you have a recurring character, but... What for you, what's the difference? What really, you know, I mean, in terms of if you just walked on a set, nothing really. Um, okay. I mean, certainly if you're talking about big budget stuff, um, it wouldn't look different at all. Uh, but like you said, like one of the main differences is that one, you know, with a film, if you're working on it for six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is, that family comes together. It is, in fact, a family. And then that's the end of it. Right. And everybody goes their own way and moves on to their next thing. Uh, whereas a television series, you're shooting one season over the course of sometimes six months, right. you know, five, six, seven months. And then you come back again to shoot another season. So it's just it's obviously you get to be with those people a lot longer. You know, you get to explore a character for a lot longer. Um, I mean, think about a television series and, you know, I hear people kind of bitch and complain all the time about like, why are season two so bad? Or, you know, season six and we're, it's not as good. And it's like, you know, you are asking a writer or a writer's room to, you've now 10, let's call it 10 episodes a season times five. I mean, that's 50 hours of character development. I mean, that's a lot of time. And so it's great to get to live with that character. But at the same time, you know, when you watch a movie, you're seeing that character over the course of an hour and a half. Uh, So it's it's you know, it's it can be very challenging as you get into multiple seasons to find new things, to not show your bag of tricks so much uh, as you live within a character. 
Well, you know, look at, I mean, not to date yourself, but I'm not going to go all the way back to when you started acting, but I'll certainly talk about some of the new, the stuff that at least I miss. I mean, I wish that six was still around. It was one of the best shows on TV. Um, and there was a lot of great shows that you've been part of. Um, but you were just talking about how you were in Hawaii. So are you, is that classified? Or are you allowed to talk about some of the new things that you got going on? Oh yeah. No, I went out there to do some, uh, some uh hawaii Five O and uh some of those hawaii shows and that was really fun the cast of those shows are killer nice they're awesome um and and then i've got a show i'm developing right now is really what i've been spending most of my time on i okay. i wrapped a movie called crawdads last year and that just came out where the crawdads sing which is in theaters now which is awesome but the show i'm developing is uh is a non-scripted show about bourbon and the bourbon boom i'm uh I'm big in the bourbon community or at least becoming bigger nice. in the bourbon community. Okay. Uh, and when I say bigger, I just mean trying to be more knowledgeable. Uh, certainly not bigger in the space. There are a lot of people in that space, but uh, I do love bourbon and I love getting to know more about bourbon. Uh, and so I, along with a partner of mine, are d- developing a show that's uh, we're going to probably, you know, hopefully sell here in the next couple months. So. Oh, that's great, man. Good for you. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, look, at I, we got to get into it a little bit here because, you know, you're, in my opinion, a great guy. But, man, you're an Astro. I mean, by heart, you just you're you're a Houston Astro fan till death do you part. Um, are we going to see each other? The Dodgers versus the Astros this year in the World Series? Is that is that a prediction that's coming to fruition? I mean, I it, it certainly has got to be up there with one of the matchups that's probably most likely, right? Uh, and the National League's a joke, but the Dodgers, dude, the Dodgers are so good. Um, they're so, so good. But I but I think the Mets are going to have something to say about it, and I think the Braves are going to have something to say about it. Uh, so I think the Dodgers are going to have their hands full. Uh, and, you know, the Astros are playing really good baseball, too. Uh, the Yankees, obviously, are sliding right now, but... Um, but yeah, dude, I'm a, I'm a diehard Astro fan. I I would love to see the Dodgers again, because honestly, beating the Dodgers again (laughs) would be the sweetest thing Uh, of all time. There, nothing would be uh, sweeter than winning that world series. Well, I mean, I guess if you want to consider that, you know, a real win. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that season was kind of interesting. The last couple. Oh, you're talking about that little cute (laughs) 50 game season. The Dodgers won. Uh, You're right. That's true. Uh, So I guess you guys haven't won. A real full season World Series that's yet actually, in quite a uh, while. It's actually, you know, it's harder though to win in you know a short time period. Cause sure. You know, well, think about it because you have you have you have to basically win almost every game. Think about it because like the you know you don't have 180 games to go. So no, you only have 60. Go look at the standings. <laughs> go look at the standings at this season at 60 games and see who would have been in the world in the in the playoffs. Okay. Okay. Uh, is that being you're a Houston Texan fan too, or? No, and I'm and not because they suck. wait a second. Um, are, you tra- are you a traitor now? No, let me tell you. And I, I, I've got a. I can tell you exactly why, and you'll understand this okay. as a sports fan. Okay. I grew up with the Houston Oilers. Of course. So uh, the uh, the Oilers were my my ride or die. I absolutely was a massive oil fan when Bud Adams took the Oilers in my heart to Tennessee. I was so mad that I was like, I can't be a Titans fan just out of principle um and the texans were not established in houston until after i had already moved to la so i was gone when the texans uh when the texans so you know for my houston brethren i'll uh i'll flip it on and i'll root for them but 
Yeah, not a not a Texans fan. Wow. Okay. I like this. I like this. I like the Oilers were so good. No, they were. That was, it was a great yeah. team. Yeah, it was good history, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, okay. Last but not least, I know you're busy, but I got to ask you. We we I love to put everyone on the spot. So you're a golfer. Um, you follow the game, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So. I like to, I, I like to, you know, I get in debates with uh, our other host coach here all the time because he's a PGA member, you know, all that good stuff. But he um, is very hard when it comes to this live issue, the live tour yeah. issue. Um, he's all about the tour and the history and all that. I personally, am, I'm, I'm like down the middle, but um, I'm also for free enterprise. But that said, I love to get people's opinions their takes i respect everyone's opinion so what is your opinion generally speaking just on what has transpired to this point now with you know between you know the live tour and the pga tour what's your opinion um well for starters really the the people that suffer the most are us right the golf fans because we don't get to see you know the fields that we're used to seeing um i I, I do not judge, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't judge any of the golfers for going to play on the live tour. Um, you know, I, I think that the, the PR machine of the PGA to come out with this, you know, sanctimonious virtue signaling about blood money and everything, <laughs> I get why they did it. Yeah. I, of course, get yeah. why they did it. Yeah. They have to do anything they can. They're grasping at straws. Um, but it's, but frankly, I think it's bullshit. Um, I think that, you know, anybody who's made a significant amount of money in their life and you open up their finances, uh, and, and records, you can find some, some pretty dirty money somewhere along the way. Um, I understand it for a lot of guys, but I also understand guys like Rory and, you know, Spieth who have been vehemently against it and, you know, want to secure their legacy within the game. Here's. Here's where I like, you know, the PGA, this is on them. I mean, it is 100% their fault, in my opinion. The PGA was slow to react. And time after time, fans told them what they wanted to see. Guys like Mickelson came out and said, we're not getting the money we deserve. Of course, money's going to charity, and that's awesome. But there's also some really creative accountants out there that could have found a way to still give a ton of money to charity, but pay these golfers. And you look at what like the best baseball player makes and the best basketball player makes. And then you go look at the yearly earnings of the best golfer. And I'm not talking about endorsements. I mean, purely yearly earnings. Uh And, and it's not even close, you know, it's not even close. And the PGA had, had a opportunity to say, all right, people love team play. Let's, Pull some team play in here. People love hearing caddies mic'd up. Let's find a way to be progressive. Let's find a way to make this game more watchable and more progressive and give fans the opportunity to see things different than they've seen before, and they weren't willing to do that, and now they got burned. It's a good pick. It's a good take. I like it, um, and I agree with you 100%. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always been – I mean, if you look at the NFL, I mean, we're watching what I mean, other another league right now, or actually we did. It's over now. But you know what I mean? Like the, how many leagues have there been in other sports? And for some reason, they've allowed it or they've made it work 
you know, um, I mean, the NFL clearly is not threatened by another league. They're not going out of their way to stop that league because they know who they are. You know what I mean? They're not. I mean, they're the NFL. The PGA Tour should have the same type of stance. They're the PGA Tour. You know what? Go ahead. Go try to go make some cash if you want. Go for it. You know, as long as you have to play like, and they already have like a guarantee. I mean, don't they have to play? They have to play 15 events every year anyways, minimum. So I don't see really the problem as long as you say, yeah, I'm going to play 15 events on the PGA Tour every year. Maybe you want to up that to 20 and let them go play like on this live tour to make, you know, extra cash. Because I have a feeling, I, I mean, the live tour is not saying, hey, don't go anywhere else. They're just saying, come on over here. We're going to pay you $50 million or whatever it is, play in our events, and that's it. They're not telling them that they can't do something. You know, that's the thing, too. When you tell someone you can't do something, that's a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, but that's been the PGA. Like, yeah. the PGA has handled this wrong from totally. the beginning. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, how much better does the NFL look by being like, all right, cool, you want to go play? We just we're nowhere the best, and that's fine. And you're yes. right. If the PGA had said, you want to go dance like a monkey and yeah. play loud music and shotgun beers on 13, fine, go fucking do it. Yeah. It's an exhibition. You want to get paid to go do it, go do it. Right. But, you know, if you want to maintain your PGA card, you have to play this many events. And, you know, the more you play, the more FedEx Cup you you know, you qualify and then so on and so forth. I don't think a lot of these guys necessarily want to go out there and play that format, but I understand that, you know, at the end of the day, they want to make money. And again, you look at like the, the waste management open and you look at how much fun and how much play that got. Right. When everybody's throwing beers on the green, oh, so much fun. on 16, yeah. everybody, they're having a ball. It's like you watch people. It's like the Super Bowl. They yeah. love the Ryder cup. Yeah. They love team play. How does the PGA not smart enough to look at these and go, all right, let's make a couple more events like this. Let's bring in more. Let's pay the players more because they knew this live tour was coming. Mm. They knew this was coming two years ago. They knew this was coming and they held their nose up at it and they were like, no, we're not worried about it. We're not worried about it. And now all of a sudden you go look at the list of major champions that are on that tour and you're like, oh, shit. Okay, maybe we should (laughs) have thought about that. I love it. Yeah, no, it makes so much sense. So much I'm just sense. trying to make the two or the live tour now. You yeah, know? right. Can we do that? <laughs> Can we do that? I mean, come on. How do we set that up? How is your game, by the way? I mean, it's getting better. It's nowhere. It's nowhere near where it should be or needs to be. But um, I'm finally playing on a regular basis, which is nice. Oh, really? uh, what does that mean? Yeah. Regular basis, like every week, once a week. Once a week, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've never. I, I up until I moved here. Because uh, I joined a country club about here. So until I did that, I, I've never played once a week. And okay. now I'm playing once a week. So I've, I'm down to a, a 12. Okay, and that's good. Looking to get looking to get my, you know, think I can get to single digits by the end of the year. You know. Um, that's a but, major goal, by the way. Yeah. Single digits. That's six strokes. Uh, not six. That's two strokes. Two or three strokes. Right off of, uh, okay, uh, you could do that in a, in five months. I think I can. I mean, I I started at a 17 at the beginning of the year and I'm at a 12. Really? So it you would took be that many pre- shots off your off your score? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what'd you do drastically? You got to do something here that's uh the greens here are really really difficult, so uh-huh. I've become a way better putter. 
uh, and I've I've worked short game a lot. Uh, Mickelson designed this little short game course that we have out here. Yeah, like next to the the driving range. Yeah, and um, and he like I I try to spend as much time in there as I can. Um, but more than anything, I think it's just playing, right? Like, uh, it, you know, because the more you play, you try to you know you're not you take your medicine when you have to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you don't play a lot, you might try to be a hero on certain shots yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, so I think just play, 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 play. Um, hey, but I feel like I'm really close. Whatever works, because, I mean, yeah. I've been playing for, let's see, I'm 42 now. So I've been playing f- since I was seven. And for some reason, you know, if I take a, I Usually I don't take a month off, but, you know, I had this huge move. I had to come here, so I hadn't played in a while. And for some reason, taking that time off, it was like, clockwork for me like it just came yeah you know and i for some reason i don't know i played well the first time i came back um but every once in a while it's all about tempo that tempo's off a little bit for me short game wise so yeah like you said feel feel is so that's what i lose if i don't play enough and that's what i you know that for me that's a big deal but what are you playing at right now well i'm like a plus one yeah yeah i mean (laughs) you've been a stick for a long time but you know what hey i you know what Inconsistent plus one because I'll shoot a seventy three probably or seventy four, and uh, you know it is what it is. But yeah, but but I'll take it. I mean I don't get to play much anymore. I mean, you know I got an eleven year old, I got an eight year old. They didn't travel baseball and all this, and you know I'm trying to come up with excuses so you know I can you know walk away with uh, a nice seventy three and say that's an okay score for me. Hey, I I will. Uh, <laughs> I you know be what? So every, pumped. every listener is listening right now, talking smack because <laughs> I'm complaining about shooting that score. So yeah. I totally understand. I just got to see as soon as when I see the seven in front, <laughs> I'm going to be really pumped. I love it. Like, I love it. Well, we'll play golf you know, real soon too, and I hope yeah, to see absolutely. you out at our event in LA this December. We'll stay in touch, and hopefully, we'll make it happen. Absolutely, man. All right. Take care. Bye, Eric Layden. Loving it. Great actor. Cool cat. Anyhow, more to come. Living the good live show. Bringing it to you. We'll be right back. But you're rolling with your hair in the wind, baby, with that warning. I was doing all right, but just your side had my heart stolen. The moon went high. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The man himself, great actor. God, love it. Looking forward to seeing him in December. Eric Layden, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, man. Check him out. The latest and greatest. Always working. It's always nice to be a working actor. Constantly working. Anyhow, my favorite, of course, he was in Six. And, of course, Bosch. So maybe we'll catch him in uh, the new spinoff of Bosch sooner than later. That would be cool. Anyhow, living the good life, bringing it to you as always. More to come. We'll be right back. You hear me like a hurricane. Knew it was going to be a long night from the moment when we locked eyes over whiskey on. I started talking about us again.